0: Welcome to Postscript, a podcast of Compass Point Bible Church. My name is Dave Saverns. I'm the worship pastor here, and I'm here today with Paul Eastwood, our lead pastor. Hey. Paul, uh, we are back at it after taking a week of rest coming out of our series on work. Yeah. And uh, this week, we kind of had a wonderful one-off. It was our Big Give Sunday where we t- took all of our offering and gave it to the Halton Learning Foundation. Really awesome. excited about that. Yeah, me too. Uh, and you talked and preached on generosity this week. Yeah. You... You asked us some questions like, how do we measure the quality of our lives? Um, You you talked about the jars, you had the jars up on on stage. Um, You you talked about, you know, is it possible to be a good giver and and not a generous person? Or or is it possible to be a stingy Christian? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a great message. Anything as we get going here, anything you want to add or say or percolates from Sunday? Yeah, you know, we covered a
1: lot of ground. We looked at a passage in Luke chapter 12 uh, in its uh, parable that Jesus told when he was confronted with a guy who had a question that was burning a hole in his mind, you know, like he was essentially just so obsessed with this idea of money. And so Jesus explains, does this parable. And you know, one thing that we didn't get to in the service is that the beginning, the parable that he tells is about uh, a rich man, a man who, is, mm. who gets a whole bunch. And, and, uh, and Jesus says, hey, you need to be on your guard because of greed, and you need to be on your guard because this is an indication of your heart. But then re- what happens right after that in Luke chapter 12 is that Jesus moves into this discussion about not worrying. So mm. what's happening is that the passage that we talked about on Sunday is about people who may have too much money. Then he moves on to people who have too little money, and he says, in both cases, our attitudes can, can tell how much we value money. And so in the worry passage, he kind of moves into this place saying, look, if you don't, if you don't have, like, don't worry. Uh, people, people that don't believe in God are the ones that chase after those kinds of things. And he talks about the lilies of the field and the flowers. And he says, God looks after all of these things. so He's going to look after you too. And, uh, and so worry on the one side is kind of the, op- it was what happens when we have too little money and on the other side, too much money. Uh, Often results in this idea of self-sufficiency and pride um, that can kind of work our way into our lives So it's pretty it's pretty neat. He Jesus talked about money a lot. It was a big deal for him
0: He did he did and I mean on Sunday you talked about more than just money when it comes to generosity But let's start at money because it's in front of us now and because it's something we all wrestle with and deal with Um, So one of the questions I have been asked and and some of my peers struggle with is what is what's the deal with tithing? Um, is that a is that a new Testament command? Is that something we should be doing? And what does that look like? Is it 10%? Is it 10% gross? Is it some percent of the church and some percent to charity? What, what do you think? Uh, good question. And, uh, you know, I preface this by saying this
1: is, you know, I'm just kind of presenting as we do in these podcasts, my own thoughts about this and what I'm working through. And sometimes I change my mind and think differently in, you know, months or yep. years or whatever it is. Sometimes I look back on something I preached on and I think, man, you know, like, That wasn't what I was thinking at all. Like, I'm not (laughs) sure, you know, I'm sorry that I preached that message. But um, yeah, so when it comes to giving, it's something that I've I've thought a lot about. Um, My wife and I think a lot about in terms of our giving. Um, But uh, as as it relates to this idea of a tithe of 10%, I would say that my opinion uh, at this point is really that that is not something that we need to be. Um, strictly holding ourselves to okay. in the sense that I believe that idea is an is an Old Testament principle that was um, that was really designed to to kind of uh, structure and um, help people be generous mm. um, from a different motivation in terms of following after the law uh, and giving but I think that the principle of of giving our first fruits, of being generous and all of those things, I think is um, more important. And so, to me when people come and ask about this 10 percent i i often will say that 10 is the right place for us to start yeah and i think that everybody should be considering a percentage of their earnings that they're giving uh, giving away or giving back mm-hmm. um and in, in uh, specifically giving to the church and and i think that's another whole question that maybe we'll get to in a little bit but when it comes to that 10 percent I would say that uh, I don't believe that 10% is something that we have to do as Christians. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we have to do more actually. I think we have to be sacrificial in our giving. I think we have to go further Uh, than what we find in the Old Testament. Jesus never, you know, when what we find in the New Testament is never going backwards from the Old Testament. It's always taking it further, right? You know, Jesus said, hey, you know, like that whole murder thing that was, you know, like, um, you you, you know, like there's there's certain times that you can murder. Well, of course not. He doesn't go there. He says, in fact, (laughs) even thinking badly in your mind is almost murder. And so he always takes things further. So when we think about something like tithing, we often look at it and I think that the the obsession over this 10% can sometimes come from a heart that's saying I want to do the right thing but I don't want to give too much. Yep. So give me the boundaries and I don't think Jesus ever did that. So I think when it comes to giving I think it's the same thing. I think Jesus was asking us for something even more, taking hmm. it to to a to a further extreme. Um a place that very few of us I think ever really get to um in yeah. many ways.
0: Yeah, and so I mean to quote Tim Keller again, he talks about the heart of the tithe that of this law which we're no longer under but we still right. want to move towards the heart of obviously yeah. is sacrificial giving right um, and for most of us 10% is a really good place to start but yeah. for some of us i mean we can we can give 20 30% and still not necessarily be intentionally sacrificing something and right. that's what jesus is after yeah he's after this attitude that that we own things, which money kind of gives us control, right? Right, and when we intentionally give a portion of it back to God in a way that says, "I'm, I'm withholding something that that I could say is mine," yeah. Um, when we give that to God, it reminds us that He's in control. Absolutely, it's kind of like the Sabbath that we talked about a few weeks ago.
1: It's yep. it's this opportunity to say, "Okay, I can't do it all; that I rely on God," and and you know, I I would. I, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to even say this, but I would say that there are seasons for some people that they may not be giving up to 10. Yep. percent And I don't want anybody who's listening to this podcast be feeling very guilty or feeling uh, mm-hmm. overwhelmed by all of this, um, because I think what's at the heart of the issue is our attitude towards our money. It yeah. always has to be about our heart. Yep. And it, and so to me, I, I I think that we are are I think that as Christians we should not just be generous because, you know, well, I'm supposed to, or the Bible tells me that I got to do this and this and this. We should be crazy generous because mm-hmm. we serve a God who was so generous with us. Yeah. And a reflection of that needs to be that we are open-handed with what we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it seems like a no-brainer to me. So to me, there are seasons where you may not be giving as much money or a percentage in the same way. Uh, But there will be other seasons where you're just going way over and above over the top Yeah, because because that's what life is there are certain times where we're squeezed and other times where we're, you know We things are going really well. Yeah And why wouldn't we be even
0: more generous in the times that things are going really well? Sure So so let me ask you this when it comes to being generous with our money How do we do that? Like is this something that we do? As the spirit moves in the moment, do we just respond to things as they come up? Is it something that we plan and we budget out carefully? Because like, yeah. the Bible talks about both in a way, right? It talks yeah. about the importance of budgeting and planning and even saving for retirement. Yeah. Um, and yet we see Jesus so often responding to the needs that are right in front of him. Right. So so what does that mean for us? Um Let's Let me answer that by saying yes.
1: Okay. Uh, it, 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 both, in some ways. And here, so I, I had this amazing conversation on Sunday. Uh, a person came up to me and he said, he said, "Paul, you know you talked about these jars on stage. He says, "I have a jar." Hmm. And he said, "What I do with this jar is that I put money into it on just whenever I can, and I keep putting money into it and money into it. And the plan for this money is always to give away. But he says I wait for opportunities, okay. and so you know he gives to the church, he gives to other you know things. But he also has this jar, and he said in the neat thing is he told the story about a time when a situation came up and a woman came to him looking for something, and he they, she needed something very tangible, yep. and he went to his jar, and and he was able to say to this woman, even though it was a spontaneous situation, he was able to say to her, you know what, I've been saving for something just like this. Hmm and I think that's that is the heart of generosity is that we are we there are moments where we just respond in the moment but to me that that responding in the moment is, is really about being good givers but planning to respond and always being open-handed with what we have doing something like this this guy suggested you know having a jar where we dump money into for just such an occasion where someone comes along and has a need yeah that's planning to be open with what we have yeah You know, like think about the change that you have in your pockets, right? What do you, Hmm. you know, often we're like, we're collecting it and trying to keep it and put it together for something. And, and, you know, sometimes just giving that away, putting that in a place where it's like, Hey, one day this quarter will be, you know, a whole bunch of quarters. And then we can end up actually doing something meaningful for somebody. Yeah. And it's
0: amazing how much kids can get this. Um, Totally. So, I mean, you talked about the jars you've got at home, the spend, save and keep jar. And you talked, I love, you talked, it's not just about the, the, the give Uh, yeah, spend, spend, Uh, give, give and, and uh, in, uh, Uh, sorry, spend, give, and save. That's right. There we go. Thank you. Um, you talked, it's not just about the spend or the, the give jar. It's actually about the, what are, what are we keeping for ourselves? What are we spending on ourselves? And a while back our kids, so we kind of do the same thing with our kids and and we don't actually have jars, but we kind of let them know, uh, and we took them, they wanted to go to 541. That's where they decided they wanted to give. Right. So we asked both of our kids and, and my son Asher said, oh, "Well, I want to. I want to give it all." Yeah. And at first, I my reaction was like, "Oh no! You, yeah, not you actually. All. No, you don't want to give it all. Like that's <laughs> not that's not how this works." Totally. Um, and yet, he, I was like, "No, that absolutely is the right response right now." Like, yeah. First of all, you don't really have anything you need to buy, yeah. but but even if you don't fully understand this idea that well, now you won't have something for yourself. Like, yeah, I'm going to take care of you, and God does the same thing to us, right? When we when we have that like generous um innocent view of giving god god often yeah steps in okay like, so you, that was can i yeah. give
1: an example too is when you know you tell that story it reminds me of a i i used to like collect canadian tire money yeah. because i would go into the store and i'd always get it and i'd start collecting it more and more and more and i had i had so much of it and and i and for some reason this was like my little like space i kept putting things into and i kept saving all of this canadian tire money and years ago, my daughter had something that was going on at school and um, she needed to bring in Canadian Tire money. And I wasn't actually saving the Canadian Tire. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure in my mind I was saving the Canadian Tire money to actually spend at Canadian Tire. But mm. there was something about accumulating it that really had my heart in a way. Yeah. And so my daughter comes to me and says, hey, dad, all that money that you've been, you know, I need to take it to the school because I'm giving it away to the, you know, to the program or the thing that was going on. And I didn't want her to take it. Yeah. Like at first, my, my initial reaction is like, no, do you know how long I've been saving this Canadian tire money? Yeah, it's, sure. it's ridiculous. It's like just a piece of paper. All these five cent yeah. Canadian tire but bills. But th- it completely had my heart. And yeah. I realized that. And my daughter had no concept of, of what I was doing because this was years ago. She was much younger. and um, And I gave it to her. And all of a sudden, all this work I had done was gone. And mm. but there's something so freeing in that. And I yeah. think there's something that's really valuable in terms of, you know, what I was learning through that, that I think we can all learn, too, is just to say, yeah, I know you've been saving for a long time, but it's not yours,
0: you know, <laughs> in the end. Yeah. But. And it, it's I, I just love the, the freedom and being able to give and, and the, yeah. the joy that comes of it. Um,
1: I've, I've had more. And 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 I just you know it's just me and you here right we're yep. just talking <laughs> but I've had more of those really miraculous experiences in my life when it comes to money than anything else yep. where where it's like things happen that that I really recognize that it's God doing something incredible mm-hmm. and I don't often share uh, those stories really widely because I recognize that you know who knows what's going on but to me these are those moments where I. When I am doing something with my money where I see God doing some, like, I mean, crazy, miraculous things.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think we talk about this occasionally. We as pastors are often a little bit afraid to talk about money to the church because we get paid from what people give. And we don't ever want to make it sound like we're trying to coerce people into giving more. Um, But we, all of us around the staff table, have stories of where God has provided in miraculous ways and believe that it is important to give not because we're going to get paid more because we're not. Yeah. But because of the power of giving and allowing God to move in your life that way. Um, I remember when I quit my last job uh, before I went off to do my master's, I, I quit as a pastor and uh, was going to an expensive school in the most expensive city in North America Yeah, and thought, okay, God, like I haven't saved all that I need for this. How are you going to provide? I, you know, do we keep, do we keep our commitments to the charities that we're doing? Do right. we keep giving to the church? What does this look like? And after making that decision, after saying, God, I'll trust you to provide, he provided for us the most amazing housing arrangement at an absolutely unheard of price. Yeah. Um, and it was just so undeniably the hand of God. And, and I mean, you've got stories like that. Brad's got stories like that. They're, yeah. they're all over the place. And we, we believe in this power of giving and this even this commitment to continue giving. Yeah. Um, what, so what about when we tithe to the church? I mean, you know, 10% isn't, isn't a rule, but it's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, some people say you should do it in the plate with an envelope every week. Some people, we've, we've got automated giving. Do you, do you have any thoughts around that?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, so first of all, I think that as many, like, I think the moving to automate your giving is a really, a really good thing to do mm. and a very positive, like, I, so my wife and I give uh, online. Yep. And, um. And we do that because, um, you know, you and I have actually had this conversation, but it it, it is uh, the best way for us to uh, to give the first of what we have, our mm-hmm. first fruits, you know, the Bible talks about. So it's the best way for me to plan to give always. The church gets that money. And to us, um, and, and I would say, you know, you many people who are listening to this, you automate important things in your life. You yep. automate your, your payments to your phone bill. You automate your payments to, you know, a credit card or whatever it happens to be. You know, I would say that making the step to automatically pay to the church um, is a great way to do this. Now, I also understand that there's an act of worship when yep. it comes to giving. And so for in me and with my family, if we have a little extra at certain times, uh, for instance, the big give would be an example. We like we we could have just given it online but instead we bring it to the church and we're able to put it in the plate and it's a it's kind of a, a fun thing to do and it's a reminder of like i'm let i'm literally letting go of something of these of all the, the money or the yeah. cash and so putting it in the plate there is something really valuable there too uh, but i would say that the stuff that we put in the plate should be over and above yep. um, you know our regular uh, dedicated giving i think doing it online yeah, I'd go as far as to say, I think that's a, a step that people should take if they haven't taken it already. Okay. Um, because yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good way
0: to make it uh, a dedicated part of your life. And you talk about the act of worship of putting something in the plate. I, I agree with that. Um, I actually, I love the fact that I've got automated giving set up and I receive an email Yeah. Uh, when, when I've given, which yeah. is, it's all set up, it's done for me, but I get this reminder and this chance to not even at church, but throughout my day just to be, oh yeah, this is, this is part of how my priorities work. Sure. This is the kingdom of God. This is what I'm a part of. It's not about me building up stuff for myself. It's about giving it away because it's not actually mine in the first place. Yeah. So let me ask, I know we're talking about money and we're pastors. Yeah. People want to set up automated giving. What do they need to do? Uh, that's a good
1: question. Well, they go, uh, they can go online, um, and, uh, to the giving portion on our website. Yeah. And there's a section there where they can kind of scroll down and find the, the information that they're looking for, uh, at our church, we do pre uh, preauthorized giving, um, which is a, a way for people to, you know, authorize And then the other way would be uh, sort of an online giving that you can set up on a regular basis. So there's kind of, there's several ways to do that. Um,
0: and, um, and that would be the the first step for sure. Okay. Uh, we are quickly running out of time here. Let's, let's move from money to other things. So what is, what does it look like to be generous with other things? Or when do we need to think about being generous with other things?
1: So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's probably good that we're running out of time. Um, because, because I think that, you know, why talk about anything else other than money if we can't figure out the money thing? Hmm because i think that you know the the bible talks about this idea of of where your heart is there your treasure where your treasure is there your heart will be also yep. and i believe that if we want to know where our heart is we need to follow where our money is going what sure. we treasure what we value most because that's the best indication for me um, I talked about this idea from the very beginning. Can we claim to be a follower of Jesus and be a stingy person? And I would say the answer is no. Mm. We cannot be people who have received so much from God, right? Yep. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave, right? Yeah. He gave, he gave, he gave. So God has given us absolutely everything. And so for us to uh, to be holding on so tightly to things in my mind, is a sign that our hearts haven't been changed. Mm-hmm. And an encounter with Jesus changes our hearts. Yeah. And so for me, as a follower of Jesus, you need to be someone who is a generous person. And so absolutely, if you if you want to be a more generous person, don't start with all the fr- the other things. Don't start with the idea of like, how can I give my time? How can I give my talents? How can I... Um, use the way that God has skilled me to, you know, don't think about those things uh, on their own without including money. Hmm. Because often we look at the things that are most significant to us. So maybe for some of you out there, it's possible that you might say, okay, for me, I'm good with with giving my money, but I'm not so good with, with my time. Yeah. Okay, start there then. I would start with your time. Yeah. And
0: it's it's almost a question of what do you value most? What's the right. What's the most valuable commodity in your life? Um, right. I mean, I talked about this with a group of young adults who are wrestling with how do I afford a mortgage someday how do I can I actually afford to give or does that mean I'm priced out of the markets and I I said to them yeah I mean that's God still calls us to give you don't have an option to give my time instead of my money but there's probably people who own houses and don't have massive expenses and can give 10% quite comfortably yeah the question becomes what then is sacrificial giving in your life yeah and so there's lots of ways to practice this but I would
1: say that that one of the best ways to demonstrate sacrificial giving in your life is to um, is to get involved hmm. and so I told the story of the prodigal uh, or sorry the uh, the the Good Samaritan yeah um, and I, I used that it. it really kind of came to me as I was doing my studying and I thought man this is an interesting passage to look at because we don't often think of the Good Samaritan as a generous person but in my mind, he's a great picture of a, of a generous person because essentially what he did is he was, he was riding um, you know, through this place and he got off of his donkey to get involved. Hmm. And uh, you can go ahead and, and make the uh, comparisons there about getting off of your donkey and getting involved. Yep. But that is exactly what the Good Samaritan did. And he is a generous person. So what I would say is that, is that being generous from a distance not really being generous. Huh. Being generous is about being close up. Yeah. And so it means it means getting into the mess. It means holding somebody's hand through a difficult situation. It means opening your home to somebody and allowing them to come in for a meal or come in to stay for a month. You know, it those kinds of things are um, are what generosity looks like. It could be around your things. I know someone who you you have to be really careful what you talk about in front of her because if you say, hey, I like your boots, those boots will be on your doorstep the next day. Huh. That's a generous person, yeah. someone who's open with everything they have, including who they are. And so I would suggest that one of the best ways to, to, to work on generosity apart from money is work on getting up close. Hmm. Uh, practicing hospitality,
0: having... Having people in your homes, and it's yeah. it's funny these things. They're not um, so often. I feel like people talk about you know, well, you can't you can't be unwise, and and generosity isn't unwise. But but there are mm. times where it it can look from the outside almost reckless. It can yeah. look right like the Good Samaritan. Yeah, he he opened a tab for someone he didn't know. Yeah, at a hotel. Yeah, right. That that seems unwise, and yet it it values wisdom in a different way. It, it values the commodity of God's kingdom. And that's what we're about here. We're not about not planning and not, you know, being smart with our money and not making sure the charities we give to are, are doing the right things. Absolutely do those things, but also be aware of the ways that God is moving and calling you to respond in ways that the culture around will stop and say, why are you doing this? And we can say in return, the only reason we're doing this is because I have been loved this way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's truly crazy it's
1: valuing paper and metal that sits in our pockets more than people.
0: Hmm. That is so true. Any other closing thoughts here, Paul?
1: Yeah, you know, I just, you know, I just think this idea of being open-handed is so important for us. Um, and 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 so yeah, I think I think generosity certainly isn't just about our money. Uh, but when we start thinking about everything else, sometimes we can be avoiding the fact that that we're still holding or valuing those things, uh, that money above the other things that are so so much more important in our lives. And so, um, I would just encourage people to practice uh, generosity in all kinds of different ways. And um, and I can I can almost even say to you that that you will you will never. You will never i i I can i've never had an experience with someone or come across someone who has um, been uh, acting in a generous way and felt bad about it afterwards Hmm. i mean you'll always find uh, joy and find peace when we kind of take those steps that that are uh, clearly steps that we're supposed to take as followers of jesus awesome
0: Well, thank you for listening. I hope you have a great week, and I hope you can have some opportunities to practice this generosity and to lean in and to find that joy of following Jesus in this. Feel free to send us any questions or comments, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks.